This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Tracker. I'm kind of excited about this one. Make losing things a thing of the past. Pair Tracker to your smartphone, attach it to anything, and find its precise location with the tap of a button. Go to thetracker.com right now and enter the promo code BADCHRISTIAN to receive 40% off your first Tracker device. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us again for the uh, Matt and Toby and Joey Vanity Hour, where we just get to talk about ourselves and the stuff that we do, and thank you guys for liking it. Now, I put an episode up of Break It Down this week also. It's been quite a hit, and it's about how we didn't get paid for one of the festivals we did last week. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen to it. People are really enjoying that. It's kind of funny and a real inside look at what it's like when stuff falls apart for a band. Uh, also, if you have listened to it, good news. I think I'm going to talk to the promoter of the festival on the podcast sometime next week. So that should be a riot, too. Now, if you didn't check this out or catch it yet, our newest artist on BC Music is Zach Boland. Zach's from the band Citizens and Saints, and his music is incredible. You're going to really, really like it. His pre-order is up now. He's been putting up videos. You can buy, pre-order the album, and go listen to some of it now. Thank you in advance for doing it because I know a lot of you will, uh, will will get this record. And getting it in advance is really key. Zach funded it all on his own. So he's just now going to have the opportunity because of us and you guys to try to pay, put some of that money back in his pocket, uh, break even, and then maybe even be able to maybe even better make some money creating music that is certainly deserves to be in the world. And that's, that's the way I measure music is, or art really for that matter, is it's worth existing. This project is amazing. Zach Boland's record. But go over there and listen to the music and see if you like it. And if you do, I'd urge you to buy it. This pre-order is a special time for us and for bands when it's not available for streaming and for free yet. And it's actually our main opportunity to try to make money on a project actually turns out to be in the pre-order phase. And so it means a lot if you if you support that and support Zach and what he is doing. But again, only if you like it. If you like it, yeah, it's probably worth $10 to you. You might want to buy vinyl. You like vinyl, don't you? Anyway, uh, thanks for everybody who has joined the BC Club lately. That's going well. That really, really does help us a ton with the stuff we're doing. Um, and more good stuff coming soon. All right, let's get to this episode. Three, two, one. This is the Bad Christian Podcast, and we're going to kill your children. I didn't mean kill. I meant like just enslave. You mean drugs. kill like in the good way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like we're going to kill this podcast. We're going to kill it. So we're going to kill yeah, it for your kill children it today on the podcast right. for yeah, your yeah. children. Not, not, not in the way like murder them. Not, that is not what I meant. If you yeah. meant uh, that, I articulated it wrong. Well, seriously, if you're really going to think that we mean killing your children, what do you? Who are you? I mean, right. we yeah, didn't you, mean you that. deserve to die. Yeah, you right. deserve to die if you think that. <laughs> yeah, and not I would dies say, in expire. Oh yeah, just yeah. Dies no, no, in no. like that's kick ass. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But so, die yeah. and right. burn in hell. But not like not, actually die and burn in hell. Not like like literally cool. in hell. Like that's really cool of you. Yes, you're neat. Yeah, right. Like you're badass. You piece of shit. But like, not like piece of shit. Like right. a shit. Like. Not, Hey, you right. know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> right. it's not. It's like you say somebody's a badass, and we don't right. say they're a good ass. 
right. Hey, that, so, that's really interesting. So, like, a few weeks ago, we were talking about how eventually everything will be able to be able to use sexually. But what if you just also, you can say anything, but you can just clear it up. Well, everything be, like, cool one day. Like, no matter what. Like, well, if calling somebody a piece of shit one day actually be, man, that you really like that guy. <laughs> will that be the way it comes? Like, well, anything I, I will do, be good? I mean, I think it, obviously that just speaks to language being able to use any way possible. And there's no topic probably more tired or bored than cussing and the use of it on this podcast and with our website and everything. But I think uh, the the best way to say it is when when you tell somebody is it when you tell when you look at somebody and go oh fuck yeah man congratulations like that's the epitome to me of not using foul or coarse right. or uh right. language that isn't used to build up like to me and to lots of people you go fuck yeah congratulations man you're having your third kid all right like that is not corrupting unwholesome talk that's to build up it's not to tear down so i mean you know whatever matt you ain't right but you're right you know what i mean anyway Y'all can go to hell and die in a good way. <laughs> I feel encouraged, man. I feel uh, exactly. encouraged. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Hey, you know what I feel encouraged about is all this good stuff that's happening on Bad Christian. And Toby, you know how I'm learning about it? I don't, well, I don't want to talk to you right now. You don't want to talk? No, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you. Okay. You can talk to Matt. Matthew, <laughs> there are so many plates that you're spinning, young man. And I've told you how proud I am of you. You're a uh-huh. go getter. You just, you see something that you want, you go after it. You uh, are very resourceful. You talk to people, you make connections. And there's so (laughs) many things going on with Bad Christian, and I'm hearing about them on social media. And I I get excited. I'm like, oh, this is a Bad Christian documentary. Someone tweeted, hey, I'm a part of putting together a Bad Christian documentary. I was like, oh, hell yeah, that's going to be awesome. But you didn't know about it. I mean, I've heard you mention it a couple of times, but not anything substantially. So it's actually, it's kind of neat. I'm like, man, this, this enterprise is so daggone big. Matt, Matt can't even tell us everything that's going on. That suits me just fine. That that is, that is partly true. I don't know if that's an underhanded way to say, uh, you'd like to be more involved or am I spending our money in a way that you don't don't get approval on? That might be the case, which I understand your point of view if that is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, I want to put the gas pedal down, but just because I'm completely inspired and uh, just the fact that there's so many talented people that I know and so many good ideas that are out there and people that I get to work with, when somebody comes to me or I'm interacting with somebody that is, is skilled or talented or I have an idea and somebody can be complimentary to that and it fits what we're doing, my answer is just almost always yes, yes, and yes, let's do this plus this. Uh, how can we do this? So, yeah, I, why, we've been doing a lot of stuff lately, and we're, we are working on a documentary. Um, we're working on um, a more formal publishing division to do more books. We're doing a bunch of stuff, and it's just because when I get hooked up with the right people that are smart and talented and moving in the same direction as me, my answer is just almost always yes, and then we'll that, figure it out after after that. So sometimes that stuff happens at a rate that I'm not able to 
keep you and Toby informed with. So right. That, I appreciate that, the freedom that you guys allow me to develop. Yeah, that but way. but the thing I understand is you're you you partner with TBN for this, and you could TBN at least told is us just that. A really good source of funding. Trinity Broadcasting uh, uh, Network. Capital. Their capital venture is <laughs> venture capital is very it's been very helpful. This yeah, is so I, much money. Yeah. Well, you also didn't say anything about this, like killing our our pocketbooks. So what is that supposed to mean? We're not. We're not going to get paid anything anymore because you're spending money on a stupid documentary. No, I, we don't spend a lot of money. That's the thing. I, I try to get people that are excited about doing stuff and then co-motivate them to do it. And I, I know this sounds silly, but I'm always telling people if you if something's worth doing, it's worth doing without money. I mean, I spend very little money on most stuff because I want to work with and be motivated to do stuff that if it's worth something and it's awesome. Think of where it'll be in a year. Think where it'll be in well, two I mean, years. Matt, don't, I don't like, touch my twenty grand a month. <laughs> Do not. I, touch I'm, my I'm pretty good at motivating people to work in a way that's mutually beneficial for me and them, without really spending money. That's well, Joey. I, I'm glad you brought this up though, because it's weird. Like the other day, I was walking down the street, and a guy was like, "Hey, you're talking about Christian? Man, that's really cool. I heard you guys now." Uh, are part owners of the Charlotte Hornets, and <laughs> you guys are, are you, you guys now are also really investing in Bullet Whiskey. And I was like, "What the <laughs> shit, man!" I mean, I, I want to. I'm That's glad good, that you're doing right? all this Aren't stuff. But glad? I mean, I'm glad you're diversifying. <laughs> but I mean, you can tell us something, right? I didn't I forgot know to I, tell you about the Hornets deal. <laughs> how, how in the hell did you get that? I, so, Matt, well, are, are the, you saying I was that on the and... back nine with Michael Jordan and? We were at the discussion. What is that? What team does he own? He owns who? Hey, who Michael Jordan. The Wizards. Yeah. Hornets. Hornets. Right. Yeah. I was I was on the back nine with Michael, and it just it came up. You mean to tell me that the three of us are millionaires? Where's me, no, and Toby? Joe, Joe, you don't understand. The one of us are right. Your, your point. <laughs> your, your point oh two percent may eventually equal a million. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> um, no, but let me tell you about a twenty dollar deal I did this week at home. All right. This is this was the this was a I promise you the most exciting I mean this genuinely my, the most exciting uh, deal I've done in, in a while um, was well forty dollars actually I paid two guys twenty dollars here so I'm working on my house as you know ongoing project I'm gonna build my garage into a place where I can podcast and do work out of and rent it out Airbnb that kind of thing and so I got this giant sliding door and it probably weighs. 200 300 pounds it's really big it's eight feet seven by eight feet and uh I, I got it at a reuse place for a super good deal and i rented a truck just to bring it home and i had three or four people help me get it in the back of the truck to go to my house but at my house there was no way i could unload it just me and my wife there so i needed some help to get the the big double sliding door out of there for my garage so i did right. the only thing that i could think to do which was i see where this is going i go down to home depot Get a couple <laughs> no, to try to get man. a couple people, and then no. I'm telling you, this was awesome. So I went, I did, go, I went, I went to Home Depot and and hired a couple of people, and and their race or ethnicity does not matter. I won't, I won't bring that up at all. But anyway, I picked up. I mean, you knew where to go. Yeah, I though. went to Home like Depot because there's people out there. Right. Again, their race or their ethnicity and all that doesn't matter. Sure. Anyway, Ignacio and Marco, I picked them up, right. and, and I said, I'll give you $20 each. I'll have you back here in a half an hour. Right. And they, they jumped right in the truck. So the three of us got in the truck, come unload the, the double sliding door. 
How was that ride? It was, was awesome. It? I'm just saying, I had the best time with them, and it was like there's this thing about like I we had the super heavy thing to do. It was hard to get out. We worked without. together on it, and I was like, I was <laughs> sketched out about doing. I was like, is this safe? Or what am I gonna do here? And I, I took those guys, and we did this physical task together. And I was like, this is so awesome. And I felt so close to them. I got their number. I'm going to use them for like, I mean, I'm going to call them for sure anytime they need to do work. But before I picked them up, and I got some, this is some ethics I want to talk about here. So I got some ethical right. questions I'd like to go through if, if y'all will indulge me for a minute. So I didn't, I couldn't think of any other reasonable way to do it. So that's just what occurred to me because I live close to Home Depot. Um, but before, but when I was on my way to Home Depot, I live, you know, where I live yeah. right on 99, right, right out yeah. there, you know, what the, what the neighborhood is like a bunch of seedy yeah. motels and there's a Home Depot and stuff like that. So now here's the question I have for you guys. Help me sort through some of this stuff. So I'm on my way to look for some laborers to help me do some right. work. <laughs> the whole premise is okay. Really so may, I'm, I'm sure there, it, I'm sure what I'm going to do is under the table. So that's one issue. Right. Right. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. That's one thing you can help me think through. Okay. On the way there, Donald Trump would not would not stand. He for probably what you're doing. wouldn't. On the way there, I, you know, also on that strip of highway, there's right. prostitutes. Right. Okay. okay. So I saw some prostitutes yeah. on the way there, and I thought, an interesting thought popped into my head. So I want you to help me through this. Okay. Would a prostitute right help me unload? Yeah. French doors at my house for $20 an hour. Right. They're out doing hard work to make money. They're going to use their sure. body to right. make money. Do physical things to physical, make money. Yeah. And I'm I'm dead serious. I see prostitutes on, on the strip street, and it really, really pops in my head. I, asked, I tried to ask Bridget about it. She didn't want to indulge the thought experiment. I thought you two might. Would a prostitute go do labor? And then I thought this. I said, what if I asked her, what do you get for an hour? And she tells me, I don't know if she's $50, $80, 20 I don't know what she yeah. said. I have no idea. If I said to her, I would give you that amount hourly that you charge, but what I want you to do is dig ditch, do labor, help me lift stuff, would she say yes, first of all? No, she is. But is she, I think she might think it's beneath her or it's not. I, mean, I, I mean, agree that's with Toby real, exactly. That's what I was well, going to say. I don't know. I mean, maybe they'd be like, oh, well, this that's a way better way to earn $50. Or what if I said $100 an hour, but I need you to do physical labor? Would that... Do you think that would they would say no to that? Yeah, because I think they've already kind of bypassed and overlooked like the the detrimental lifestyle that they have, and so I agree with Toby. I think they see their job as no, we're above that. We actually pleasure people sexually, and that's not hard work, you know. And we get a lot of money on very little effort. That's really depressing. I was thinking maybe they would say, well, like if I get like, and then what my question is, would it be ethical or positive if I could offer them similar or better money to do physical labor to keep them from having to do what it is that they feel that they have to do for their job? And I'm being serious. Would that be, would it be ethical or positive or even good or should for me to give a prostitute. If they would the do it, yeah, I think it would. Do you be. know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But that's what's funny is you, when you were thinking about the guys, you were like, well, maybe it's under the table, maybe this isn't yeah. the right thing. But anybody would probably say if you could give a prostitute an alter, the, the, right? the, yeah, an alternate thing instead of having sex, that would be a good thing right. for them. But, like, but, but they and, wouldn't and so, do it. But I'm saying it's the same thing because this is this. Now I'm thinking, and of course, I'm paying people that are either undocumented or working under the table, and I'm evading taxes, and it's illegitimate. And, 
these other ways. But would it be legitimate for me to pull over, say, hey, 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 prostitute comes to the car, and I give her something to do for cash pay that's not sex? And then another ethical question, even if that was all good, what about just the fact of me literally having a prostitute get in my car to right. drive back to the place and yeah. ha- have her I come mean, over to my property? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, a cop, <laughs> what about a cop could immediately have pulled you over and said, you, or what you said, no, I wanted her to come help move the door. I know. What about what I was telling Bridget? This, <laughs> right, is, this is great. Right. I mean, she's like, amazing. Yeah, like what if they're prostitutes? She's what if you just convince them to wear? She's unbelievable. Yeah. She is, like, is so good. The productivity for forty dollars an hour is just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you should try. Your goal should be to try she, and convince all the prostitutes to wear overalls. Like you, you cannot believe have a, have a work belt around them right. and just do that instead. Would that even be an ethical thing to try to do? I know it's kind I of funny, but so. it's kind of actually got. Here's me what I think. To be honest, it's probably a little over the top, but I'm just gonna be honest. I mean, probably getting that money and just doing some kind of sexual thing it's way faster way quicker and they just go oh, i don't care it's not that big of a deal i'm just gonna do this quick thing i bet a lot of it is not full-on sex and so i think it happens really quick and they make you quick think they would be interested they they could probably do three or four things with tricks so they're called. yes tricks with john's at, by the time they move those doors well, for the 50 bucks. for the record, anybody interested to know, the people at Home Depot that work make and want $20 an hour and are looking for six, eight-hour minimums in general. So that settles something for yeah. me to know that. So even those people are making an above minimum wage. That's pretty cool. So that's just something to yeah. know. 20 an hour is what Ignacio and Marco, who I'm going to call and have them do more work in the future. What did they say about the prostitute question? I didn't, I didn't pose it to them. <laughs> you know, Matt? Uh, <laughs> you really got us thinking. Oftentimes, I have asked myself that same question. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting. It was just like stark to me in, in, in a real way that there's females and males on the same street that right. are looking for hourly cash work. Off, off the books. I, it just it struck me. Real, now there real. are male prostitutes, but I don't. You don't ever see them, I don't right? Know. Yeah, like I don't know. the male prostitutes do it differently. Like they must not. They don't hang out on the street corner. Maybe they do. I, that's how ignorant I am. I don't. I, know. I don't know. Anything I'm sure about in bad it. areas and stuff like that. But all, what I'm saying is, could you have confused a male prostitute and got him to come move the? If they were a male prostitute, would they come move the chair? Or, or to the maybe door so, or something. So, and then, does anybody have any problem with me hiring somebody you know under the table twenty dollars an hour for labor? Anybody got an issue with that? Really? I do not. No, I mean, the federal government all. when they come beat down your yeah. door, but no. I mean, y'all pay babysitters that way, of course. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, I just yeah, I that stuff that bothers me. I mean, me Joey's whole pastoral it. career is under the table. <laughs> and it's right there in the open. Twenties every the pastor, every pastor you know is basically under the table, and it's legal. So why can't I get mine? <laughs> just because he says he knows the Lord better than me, I don't get mine. Anyway, I stumbled into the, a, a set of ethical things just in a, just in the short few minutes there, but I, I thought it was great. But I really did like it. I just I love doing the manual. Joey, do you, so that, that's a, that does raise kind of an interesting question because you're a pastor. Do you feel more of an obligation to be on top and honest with like taxes or hiring somebody under the table? Like, are you OCD about if you really did hire somebody to watch your kid more? 
like giving them a 1090 or nine or whatever, something like, like does that stuff ever cross your Just mind? Just saying I would never purposely try to like cheat on my taxes and stuff. But as far as trying to keep mics out, a bit. your mics out. So just what do you think he's saying right now? Right, right now he's saying I'm a dumbass. Yeah. You guys are so awesome and cool. Toby, you are hotter than me. I'm happy. Wait, I'm okay, Joe, are you back now? I'm, de- <laughs> he goes, I'm he's, super he's saying I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Sad. No, he's saying I'm sad. I'm back to sad. Now I'm happy. Why am I recording my own copy if we have to stop every time my mic? Joey, Joey, your, your mic is not is going working. Out. It's going out on your recording. Yeah. It's going out on your Skype. actual it's microphone. Fine. It doesn't matter about the recording or anything. The cable that you're using is going out. I'm watching the input right right now. Yeah, your okay. mic just went out. I'll tell you what. I've enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for helping Goodbye. me speak through your ethical <laughs> dilemma. I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine that you're on a high, and you're soon will be on a low, and we'll be, we'll just be. I'll tell you what. Let's talk to Scott Mellinger from Zaya. We'll just, that's what we'll do. This you, is the, wait. Can I just like, is it the Lord that? I mean, he was about to say mm-hmm. something. The Lord saved Joey from and from self incriminating. Like he was about <laughs> to talk Joey about in, cheating. Yeah, yeah, he's about to talk about cheating also. God himself messed up Joey's mic, and Joey goes, he got mad. He was mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you're lucky you didn't have to Joey self-incriminate. You pleaded the fifth. There will be no RICO lawsuit against Seacoast Church or Bad Christian LLC. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Scott Mellinger from Zayo. People, I am very excited to have such a, a useful utility sponsor as tracker for this podcast. Now, if you've ever lost anything like I have and like I tend to do, then it is definitely something that you want to check out. So let me tell you something I lost recently. My dog, he gets out the back door. My fence is down in the backyard. He gets out there, gone. A few minutes later, I went out the back door, chased him down and found him in a trash can down in the neighborhood, brought him back in the front gate, sent him in the house. And then lo and behold, I'd left the back door open again. He gets out again. And this time I cannot find him. And I wish that I had tracker at that time. I did not. But if I had tracker, I would have been able to find him, find where he was because I would have had a coin sized device that locates misplaced keys, wallets, bags, computers, and anything in seconds. It has a really cool app. You pair Tracker to your smartphone, attach it to anything, and you can find its precise location with a tap of a button. It's that easy. So maybe for you, you lose your phone. You push a button on the Tracker, and your phone rings, even if it's on silent. So with over 1.5 million devices, Tracker has the largest crowd GPS network in the world. So your lost item shows up on a map, even if it's miles away. Never lose anything again with Tracker. This thing's really great. Uh, Toby put it on his remote controls, he said, because he loses them in the house all the time. Listeners to this show get a special discount of 40% off your first Tracker device. So go to thetracker.com and enter the promo code BADCHRISTIAN. It's the hardest thing you'll ever have to find again is the website, which is very easy. It's thetracker.com. Go there right now and enter the promo code BADCHRISTIAN for 40% off. And again, that's thetracker.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN. This summer, there is one Christian music festival that will rise above them all. In a small town in Illinois, Audio Feed Festival will feature Bad Christian... (coughs) Bad... (coughs) Audio, f- oh, I'm sorry. 
there's going to be a bad Christian day at Audio Feed Festival is is what I'm trying to say. The festival is June 30th through July 3rd. Bad Christian Day is July 2nd. There's going to be four stages, over 100 bands, camping, movies, speakers. And on Bad Christian Day itself, Emery's going to play with Devin. Matt and Toby and Devin are going to play acoustic. And the Bad Christian Podcast is going to be taping an episode live. It's an event that we really truly hope everybody comes to uh you can get your tickets now at badchristianday.com see all the bands see everything else that's going on we're going to make sure to meet everybody it's going to be in urbana illinois a lot of our friends are going to be there propaganda will be there preston sprinkle will be there i really do think it's going to be a good festival and we hope to see all of you there again go to badchristianday.com get your tickets today and buy please buy it through our link badchristianday.com do you like Christopher Hitchens and Sam Harris? And who's your who do you identify with the most in that, that camp? Uh well, I, Christopher Hitchens is probably one of my favorite debaters. Watching him, he's just—I mean, you can't like rile him. He mm-hmm. does not like. He's so f- just intelligent that everything that's thrown at him, he's—I think he's able to to present himself really well. Um, Sam Harris, I like, but. It starts to get into that. I mean, he's he's a neurologist, so it's you know, like sometimes I feel like maybe he says maybe the the wrong thing, even though I completely most of the time agree with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawkins, I've watched so many debates with him. I love I love his debates. Um, I find Dawkins the most irritating of that group. I like Christopher Hitchens, and I listen to Sam Harris like all the time. I guess he's probably my favorite. But yeah. I, I like learning stuff. I mean, I learn more from him than than I mean, I learn a great deal from that guy about many subjects. You know, yeah. I, like, I, I like disagree when Sam with Harris him about gets upset at trolls. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. that's my favorite yeah. thing. Well, Sam Harris I think that's why Sam Harris kind of bums me out a little bit because he does he lets like the the, the niche D'Souza's get to him. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's just like why? <laughs> I mean, you're a neurologist, man. Like you don't you don't you don't have to stoop to the level yeah. of like going on I, I don't know if you guys watched he went on to like the uh uh young church network and had like a whole hash out because of his uh islamic yeah uh, yeah oh yeah things and it's just like i mean i i understand why he feels that he needs to explain himself but i think he's pretty articulate i didn't i didn't get that from him but you know um i yeah i just think he he kind of like seems like he gets somewhat perturbed by some of these oh, people yeah. he takes it um, pretty personally sometimes but so do you identify as like the uh, new atheist or someone that thinks religion organized religion christianity and islam is, is a negative force that we should as a responsible culture try to move past and get rid of is that your point of view <laughs> uh well um i don't think i no i i can't i don't think i'm i'm, I'm that i mean i'm definitely an atheist like i mm-hmm do not believe in Christianity, but I'm also not the type of person that wants to see it taken out of the square, taken out of the the talk. Um, I do think that there are things about Christianity that I'd like to see go away, but I don't think. What are those things like women pastors? uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) women, well, you know, um, I, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you caught me off guard. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> well, I think I'd like to see like the, uh, maybe the, the barbaric, like the barbaric old Testament, like 
readings like or interpretations you know um i think it's not helping our society or our culture to be like so focused on like the sin of homosexuality i don't like i don't like to see um like the abortion issue become this this religious debate even though to you guys that is the it's it is the religious debate and i completely understand Mm -hmm. i do think there's a lot of things that and I don't even put you guys in this category, man. I, I do. I, like I talked to you guys before, and I said how we have the um, the like traditionalist Christian culture that you know, like our parents' Christianity that that doesn't have an open mind to certain things. I think of, I think Christianity in itself is changing, and I think it's recognizing that they that it's going to have to drop some of these more like you know divisive things or it's it's not going to survive. Like what I'd like to see is I don't want to see like Christianity ever be forced out. There's things about it that we've gotten that from it that aren't, you know, helpful and either maneuver it or it becomes almost more like back into like an internal thing where people just kind of do it and it's not so pushed on us politically, yeah. you know? Um, Like you don't see Buddhists going around and shoving it in the people's faces. And I'm not saying Christians do. I'm just, but, but we have a political class that does. Mm -hmm. And that's the sad part, I think. What about Islam then? Do you, you know, the way Sam Harris is somewhat on a quest and Bill Maher at least stand out there and want to say we're atheists and we think that Christianity is kind of bad and stuff, but Islam and and this other thing, even as liberal people, we think this is a big danger that should be spoken out against and, and is, is a problem. And even in their ideology and just built in, not just the extremists, but the whole, a lot of the whole ideas are problematic. How do you find that one compared to Christianity? Well, you know, when you have a, a Messiah in Christianity, that's more of a, a sacrificial Messiah. And then you have uh, a Messiah in Islam. That's more of a warrior Messiah. Um, I just, I mean, I would tend to agree with those guys. I think that Islam's not as peaceful as it it might be portrayed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I still think that it 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 kind of enters into the same mindset, same place that Christians put, hold their beliefs. So I I still feel I don't think like Christianity is worse by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think it's that much different, mm. even well, though. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that one is just so interesting to me because I love seeing people that you that seem like they should be the same team, the very liberal, the educated, and the, you know I love seeing a, a system or a wing or a party or whatever an ideology be kind of divided like that. Like I, li- I really wa- like watching the liberal side and the atheist side be divided on how they should deal with this religious problem or not problem as they uh-huh. see it. That That's a very. Do- divisive person he likes to i see, just i just enjoy it to watch it but also on the other hand i can't i really wa- like watching the conservative people that like to be anti-muslim and they mm-hmm. want to just make all these blanket rules are the same people that want wa- that are super into religious freedom as they see it for right. themselves but they want to squash yeah. religious freedom no matter what for those muslims like both yeah. the fact that the people like those that that that, that issue is just exposing those hearts of both of the sides or parties and dividing them to me is, is quite compelling. I don't even know. I don't even have strong thoughts on it other than I really like seeing Ben Affleck and Bill Maher disagree. And I like seeing, yeah. me, mm-hmm. you know, me and other, uh, you know, conservative people disagree, you know? Yeah. They, 
I'll tell you, I'm, I, Treaty of Tripoli says it pretty straightforward that we by no means are a Christian nation. We are not at war with, um, I forget the exact term they use for the Islamic states, but, you know, we, in our founding as a country, religious freedom was a huge, huge point, um, you know, to a point where Thomas Jefferson wrote, like kind of wrote about it specifically in some of his writings. And to, for me, I think the biggest problem and the biggest fear I have is just how you have this political class of Christians trying to force that on like a new understanding of what the founders meant by the separations of church and state. And I do think like, you know, the Satanists, I think have such a, an, an amazing point and a beautiful point with what they do with when they go into like, you know, they go into the council halls and like the state, you know, the, 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 the city run halls, like city hall and, and they want to give their, their, um, whatever the, I just, I just read about this, but they were going to give the, the blessing in the morning or whatever, like the satanic blessing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's such a beautiful slap in the face because they, (laughs) Satanists have no, they don't care. Like they, they're not there to like do that to you. What they're doing though, is to show that Christians, you can't do that either. Like we're not found like that's not how the law works. That's not constitutionally correct. You know, this anything that's involved with federal or state governments, there's a separation. If a church on its private property wants to do what it wants to do and completely mm-hmm. keep all people out, you're totally fine to do that. Yeah. You cannot do that. There's a reason why you can't have the Ten Commandments on in state uh, funded places. There's a separation. Not that anybody thinks the Ten Commandments are bad. It's just that when you take precedent of any religion over another, it's so distinct in our Constitution to have those things separate. That's, you know, just like in 50 years, what if Islam becomes like the the more accepted religion here? What if it has a stronghold? Then you have to follow them under your guidelines. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's like we're going to elect Trump now and he'll outlaw the Muslims. Whoo! We want to give him some extra power so that he can outlaw the Muslims, and we would stand by that. And then mm-hmm. next, we guy that gets in after him takes the same power and says, yeah, those Christians, they're a problem. Yep. Well, now yeah, what? That, and that's exactly why the president's not supposed to have those type of powers. That's, you know, these are the, the executive decisions that are that they use, the executive orders that, that have been done. I mean, you know, Obama's not the first guy to use them. But, no. but um. Yeah, you know, there's supposed to be separation of powers and three alleged the three uh, uh, branches of government, and I'm supposed to have a president have that type of uh, power to be able to even to do any what any of these psychopaths are saying. I always, I always think it's interesting though, even like going back to your point, like with the Satanists or whatever. The better thing for the Christians to do is go, sure, yeah, come do it, because if you if you actually believe in God, then and that like you. You believe in God and Satan and all this stuff, then you would say, well, God wins. So who cares if this guy, if this people, uh, uh, welcome them, bring them coffee. Say, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Oh, I didn't, I never knew the Satan prayer was like that. Cause you would, you wouldn't think it has any power. Or yeah, exactly. So why would you actually just do the thing that Jesus did and be nice? That's, that's the thing that, that does you're totally bother right. is you're, and then your point too, is kind of interesting. Like also, why would people be so afraid of Muslim religion or whatever? If it, is the true one or the right one, and it wins out, then it wins out. Did like, you not or, see nine eleven or what Christianity happened? or Christian <laughs> or Good Christianity? Lord. 
You're insane. <laughs> well, no, you tell me about 9-11 and Muslims. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Pastor Christian Joey. That was a joke. Oh, I don't think it's a joke. That was a far-fetched I stereotype. I, I, no one laughed but you. Tell me about it. Uh, actually, Scott laughed. I did. I'm sorry. At you. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, like, that. I, I do agree with Ayer that the number one thing I do think that would uh, be better for Christianity is don't try to prove it by making people well, believe but that's it or not, really what's not going to on. be able to do it. They, yes, it is. I mean, have you I'm seen so, how no, violent I, Muhammad Ali is in the ring? Joey, shut up. <laughs> what, <laughs> how many name Muslims that you know, Joey? Have you seen the he's elbow say, that Hakeem Olajuwon He's going to say Hakeem Olajuwon, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Muhammad Ali. No, name good. one non-sports figure Muslim. <laughs> have you seen Tupac and how eloquent he is in his lyrics? <laughs> He is pretty eloquent. Uh, Toby, what I'm saying is it's not that we're trying to – I don't remember exactly what it was. I just was disagreeing (laughs) with you about thanks to Pastor Idiot. Yeah, Pastor um, Christian Idiot. Shut the (laughs) hell up. But what I'm saying is what what it feels like to me is that this Christianity is like – it's not really trying to prove that it's right. Mm -hmm. It's really about – it's like taking something and using it as a weapon. It's like weaponized Christianity. It's like, ooh, I can use my religion or my God or my claim to – claim territory or conquer this yeah. or defeat a foe it's not like my main goal is to convince the satanists that god is real and get them saved it's more like fuck these guys yeah i guess you're right and i'm like, using my religion they don't to care say about that. the satanists beca- getting you know what a, i mean a rela- learning about jesus no. they just go you know they not, just want to not in my they, courthouse they just want to start. win against them yeah you're right so they're used as a, it's like we use our religion as a tool the thing that's sucky is we can't even say they we have to say we yeah, I'm, I'm fine with saying that. We're on that team. That's, well, that's our what, team, man. That's what's so interesting about talking to Scott and Godless. Yeah. I mean, that's I definitely agree with you guys on you know everything but the Jesus thing, man. That's <laughs> really good. It's hey, really Scott, good. I've got uh, I've got nine questions for you. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, oh shit! That's right. Here we go. All right. First question: Can regular porn serve a healthy purpose oh. for a married man? Can we, is this yes or no, or is this nope. going to take another hour to nope. do th- these nine questions? Can regular po- the last five are yes or no's. Can regular porn serve a healthy purpose for a married man? And if so, one example. Not regular, but like I'm talking to damn Scott right now. <laughs> I- irregular regular, porn for sure, right? Regular, irregular porn viewing. Irregular. So, so just regular porn. Viewing. Yeah. So there's a married man. And he looks at porn all the time. Can that serve mm-hmm. a healthy purpose for him? If he's looking at it all the time, absolutely not. But if there's ever like the setup of the yeah. question, is there, there any possible uh, beneficial well, I, use of porn in marriage? I guess. I mean, I've been in situations where my wife has been sick or tired, or I mean, we have a daughter, so you have maybe three weeks go by, four weeks right, go by. Right. Um, I can't say it has no use, but then, like for me, like most porn you can watch is usually demeaning and objectifying women so it's not really arousing right theoretically so i don't i mean i guess i would look at it as the same as like like drinking you're not going to want to drink every day but if you drink well also this is a trick question because he can only watch atheist porn and we don't know what that's even like that could be a way different one all right second question in your world view how important atheist porn is not sinful just by definition yeah totally. yeah exactly yeah it's not i'm not sinning dude What's in, up? in your world view how important is forgiveness if someone were to kill your child in my world view, how important is forgiveness? If someone killed your child, 
if someone killed my child. Right. Wow. Um, well, I think it's somewhat important because that type of hate and, and anguish and anger, if you hold on to it, even without a supernatural force to give them punishment later on, yeah. um, I think holding on to anything like that is really detrimental to yourself. Yeah. Not loving yourself so, for sure. Yeah. Did, did I talk I about mean, my idea about Christian porn on this podcast? Christian porn? Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk <laughs> about it? No, have I? No. I we, we were talking I'm about atheist it. porn. I had an idea where it's a Christian porn company, and what they do is it's a packet, and you buy it for like $139, and it shows you all where camera placement and everything, and then you and your wife make a porn. So, <laughs> so when she doesn't feel like doing it or uh, you're on the road or whatever, you have a real porn that you put in, and it's like, you know, you are the plumber. You knock on the door. Uh, hey, I'm here to fix your pipes. Oh, it's you can fix plumber. my pipes. Toby. It gives you words to say and everything. Plumber, and you plumber. is his go-to for everything. It's, uh, hey, plumbers, Johnsons, are where it's at. <laughs> plumbers are the they best in this pipe. country. All right, Scott, is it more important? Brett Favre was a plumber before he was <laughs> Why Why $139? That's a pretty specific price. Well, I thought that just sounded right. Like a big okay. package, like, you know. It's you, like, I think you've done your homework it, on this. It's like, it's not too much, but like if you and your wife, like, oh, I like to get a little freaky and, you know, so you just, it would, show, it would do everything. It would show you how to do the close-ups, the faraways. <laughs> All the, th- the things to say, we'd have the dialogue, everything, and you would have a Christian porn. All right, just, Scott, this, you, the, just you and your wife would watch. Can Scott get back to his test? Yeah, you're doing great with these questions, by the way. All right. Is, uh, wait, wake me up in a few minutes, Joe. <laughs> this is over. Wake me up. <laughs> Scott, is it more important for you to increase in generosity or security for your family? So, <laughs> Don't answer these, Scott. Just answer terrible. them quickly is my advice, Scott. This Don't dwell on it. Just... Give a guy an answer, and we'll get well, to the, get on with what it. Are you, what are you trying to get at with these questions? Nothing. Yeah, if I can't, I'm you just what not, nothing. Yeah, great. Th- thanks to if, for all our listeners, what you're doing to them. As long as I can live every day and feed myself and my family, I would increase in generosity. Okay. That's a great answer. Next question. All right. Is forced cannibalism universally wrong? <laughs> forced cannibalism. No. Yes. All right. Now the what last is forced cannibalism. Like Sorry basically, I'm going this. to eat you, and you cannot do anything. Okay. About it. All right. <laughs> okay. Or next you're question. going to eat your sister. Hmm. Bizarre answer on that, Scott. <laughs> Surprised yeah. we agree. Anyway, next question, Joey. Right, no, these... that's that's Joey's weird way of trying to get him to say something like, "What, what uh, other man's body part would you put in your mouth?" <laughs> that's exactly what you're getting at, Pastor Joey. Buttocks. Buttocks. <laughs> All right. The last five are yes or no questions. You can't explain yourself. If Jesus was Lord, would you worship him? Yes or no? <laughs> Unanswerable. <laughs> unanswerable. I, I mean, if he's Lord, would you worship him? Why is that unanswerable? By whose definition? What? what By Lord your definition. Def- if, if you realize, shit, Jesus is Lord, would you say, well, I ain't worshiping him, sorry. Or would you be like, well, I'm going to worship him. <laughs> No, I'm not going to worship them. Not okay, going to worship. No explanation. Asshole. Moving on. Do churches do a lot of good? Yes. Was Moses a real leader amongst the Jews? Probably not. <laughs> Are you a good person? I hope. Yes or no, Scott? <laughs> yes. Last question. Is it absolutely true that there is no absolute truth? 
It's that's an absolutely yeah, that's an absolutely crazy question, right? right? Yeah, of course it is. We get. (laughs) Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. No, thank you, Joey. (laughs) Okay, back to the adult conversation. Where were we? Goodness gracious, we're blood and fire. Scott, were you a part of that album? Thankfully, no. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, I wasn't. What what was it's I'm so sad my whole life that I wasn't part of that album. Were you scarred by the music, uh, Christian music industry? Was I scarred by the Christian music industry? This yeah. is an attempt at getting out of the yes or no thing, even though I understand that's a yes or no question. But let's let's do discuss that. That's a, a topic that I am interested in and, and told Joey earlier. Thank Joey, you good for, question. Joey, good question. I told Joey in the car that I wanted to go there. And so he... That's <laughs> not, <laughs> yes, I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> and so thank you, Joey, for taking my way. Let me lead yeah. into that a little bit better, however, and get out of the yes or no system there scott i am interested for somebody like you to be steeped in uh grow up with a christian worldview and be a Mm -hmm. part of the christian music industry and then get out of it Mm -hmm. um in fact i'm we're working with some people and thinking about trying to document that or research that or maybe make a documentary about it so if we could talk about the christian music industry for a minute um Mm -hmm. my main question is do you think that 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 like being a part of it and being exposed to it uh actually fueled your uh the speed with which you came to realize that you wanted to be, choose to be, or always were an atheist. Do you think that that, that hastened it as being in the scene that you've been a part of? No, I think that uh, the Christian music industry probably helped me faster become a atheist. You know, <laughs> no, like, fa- like get a little more like recognition. I mean, I think that Zayo mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have quickly got the recognition it got if it wasn't because of the Christian music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm totally aware of that. I think that as a band, what made the band special at first was that we were in that scene and we were kind of different. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely don't feel wronged by it or anything like that other than my bank account. Do you, do you think but, it's a bad but, industry though? Like you think, do you think negative thoughts or you're fine with the Christian music biz? I think it's dumb. Like, I don't, I don't understand why there has to be a separation. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't think it was, I don't think it, it was bad or wrong. I definitely think people acted unchristian like in mm-hmm. the Christian music. But you don't find industry. it an unethical, you know, operation altogether somehow. No, because I mean, it's all, you put it in the title, it's Christian music industry. Mm-hmm. You, you already go into it like with an understanding if you're, and I'm sure you guys did the same, like as with it's, it's whatever it is, it's still a business, mm-hmm. you know, like I never went in there thinking, oh, this is going to be some, re- you know, redeemable business, like no businesses, there's always going to be corruption, there's always going to be something, um, you know, it's, I, I didn't expect it to be any different than any other industry, personally. <laughs> Uh, so it, I don't know. I don't feel scarred by it. But because of it, do you, has it kept you even now in the Christian world? Like because of like when you guys make a record or do anything, like, are you kind of forced still now to be in the Christian world? I, I don't think like so. Now, so I'm just saying like fan wise coming up, talking about God, or, I mean, like if you were just, if you guys would have never been a Christian band at any point or a ba- band full of Christians, however, we all mm-hmm. say it, yeah. um, do you, now does it affect you at all or nobody talks about it and y'all are just a band now we none of us talk about it no i don't think they was i mean marty might be the only guy left in the band that has any ties to it um 
you know, everybody else has our own different viewpoints on, on all of it, but, um, what but about, I still, what about fans though? Do they, do they still fans? I, I, I do think that there are a lot of fans that still look to us as, as possible. I mean, I still on our Facebook page, cause we all check that, you know, I still have people post, are you guys still a Christian band all the time? <laughs> um, and like I said before, I don't really think, you know, if you read Dan's lyrics, even, even with blood and fire, I mean, he's into some, into some kind of rough topics and then liberate man like he really got into things that i'm surprised we were able to talk about yeah what did you tell me before that savannah is a porn star or something like that? yeah yeah she was um she was a porn star she got into a car accident and horribly injured her face and because of that injury obviously you're not going to be on camera anymore and she took her own life from it so damn yeah Way to bring this podcast to a screeching halt. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. So, I didn't hey, know did that you, at all. Did you ever think to yourself when you're in the Christian music scene, like, did you ever have the thoughts, like, uh, what will people do when they find out it's true that uh, that you don't really care if they label me <laughs> oh, What is happening to you? <laughs> did, did you not ever think what will people think when they hear that you're a Jesus freak? <laughs> oh my god hey is is there anybody in the uh christian music scene that you look back and you reflect on all that and obviously not going to ask you who it is but you're just like gosh people think he or she is the greatest person ever they are the biggest asshole probably i've ever met in my life oh mike there's a ton of them man oh gotcha okay <laughs> now i do want you to name them right now go <laughs> Just just people that you kind of barely rub shoulders with, or were there any of them that you actually had pretty deeper relationships with and worked with on a reg or what? Not a lot of people we worked with on a regular basis. We were pretty, we, we were pretty picky. So if people and it's were standoffish or came off wrong, we would get rid of that right away. But uh, people I rub shoulders with, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that I've met over our you know t- almost twenty years yeah. of existence that were really shitty yeah. and just the, the egos and just, you know, and, you know, but it's like, man, you're in a, like you guys know there's, I guarantee you though, there's probably times when somebody comes up to you and talks to you and you're like, eh, fuck you. I don't want to talk to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe he, it was a bad day, but like I usually, every band we ever meet or every band, wherever like on a uh, on a tour with or even just like a show with i try and go out of my way to be nice to these people all the time i yeah. always want to be nice i, I want to make friends because honestly dude if i went through a list of bands that opened for zeo and where they are now holy shit everybody feels like they have that slide against them everybody you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we certainly have that list and we were talking to mike lewis from puller Wait, yeah, I, I, wait, y'all, y'all left me behind. It, every band feels this way. It's like, dude, the bands that used to up for us all got huge, and, oh, okay. we're, and we're still our shitty selves. Gotcha. Even though <laughs> people would say Zayo's, from my point of view, you're Zayo. You yeah, don't have right. it. You don't have to say that. And people, and it's a little bit silly for me to say. I wish we'd have got big. Like, uh, and I can list ten bands that I think got huge, but most mm-hmm. people still think that I shouldn't complain about where well, yeah. my band is doing. But no matter what, I've got I got a list of ten that I that I can't believe. It's like ten people that we took out. 
open yeah. for us. They went on. Now they're huge. I don't hear from them anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's the biggest bummer too, man. Cause like we're as musicians, like kind of, we have our own little community. So being friends with people and having good relationships with people, super important to me, you know, like, and there's a lot of bands that we toured with that got really big that still talk to us and we, yes. And it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, so did you guys ever do any stuff with hopes fall? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you were in the band, what, like Oh three to. Oh no, I was in the band from 99 till now. Okay. I, I don't know if I, I think a, Toby and I have talked about this before, but the Zayo and we'll let you go here in a second. I don't know. Uh, we've had you for a while, but Zayo, oh, dude, I'm all for it, man. I, it's up to you guys when you want to cool. cut this off. <laughs> Zayo had the craziest ability to, and hopefully this doesn't offend you, but you, you guys were <laughs> by far my favorite heavy band. And it's the, it's the band that I can go back to and listen to, even though I'm not into super heavy music and still enjoy it. But there were times when I would go to a Zayo show and I'd be like, there, it feels so subdued and so non-kick-ass. What's going on? <laughs> and, and then there'd be Zayo shows where I was just like, that is the most intense, aggressive, kick-ass thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And there really was a distinct difference between some more just lack of oomph in a Zayo uh-huh. show and then some that were just, I mean... Is that just in my head? No explanation. Doesn't make any sense to you, or is there... I've always, to add to that, I've always wondered how much, like when Jesse quit his drumming and and what he meant to the band too, and then finding that next drummer. Because I remember seeing you guys with a few different drummers, and, mm-hmm. then, and like there was a there was one that I just particularly didn't enjoy, and mm-hmm. then there was the next time I was like, holy shit, this guy's really awesome. Yep. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I think y'all might have ended up keeping that guy. And I, I'm sorry. I can't recall their names right now. But uh, maybe that's part of the problem, Joey. Maybe th- I don't know what, what your take on it is, Scott. No, I don't think. I think you're definitely right, man. There were tensions in the band all the time. So there'd be shows where we, were, we would get along for the ride and all be super fr- like close and happy and excited and get excited for the show. And the shows would be great. And there would be times when we'd arg- be arguing with each other or there'd be some sort of tension. And then we'd be on stage and it would be like really you just didn't know how to react. Like uh, it's, it's a bummer, man. Like uh, there's a lot of times I can remember me and Russ talk about this a lot where we would play shows and would be, you know, just bummed out or, or disinterested because of an argument we had mm-hmm. or because of the, te- of attention in the band or, or whatever. And you, you don't recognize it at the time because literally we're all just dumb kids getting lucky to play in a band but you don't recognize how precious being on stage is. And there were a lot of times I wish I could go back and redo yeah. <laughs> some stuff because I, I think we took advantage or, or took it for granted. Um, you know, Zayo had times when it was just insanely amazing on stage and that's what drew people in. And then when there's tension in the band and, the shows kind of suffer for that. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it kills you because it really is. It's, it's such a gift to be able to do this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you had a bunch of, I mean, it's internal tensions there. It seems like Jesse would be, would have been involved in many of that, of that turmoil stuff, but it's like you had, like Joey said, really unbelievable 
good shows and, and energy and those things. Also, when it's really bad, and then all the way down to you guys missed so many shows, canceled shows, and couldn't mm-hmm. even keep it together or stay, yeah, you know, you, band. I think I, that some of that volatility is, is some of the stuff that makes it really good. Yeah, though. I'm looking at pictures of you, Scott, and I, you're, I actually talked to you. This, so this would have been late 90s, so probably right when you entered the band. It was at a solid state uh, show in Charlotte, and Zaya was canceled. <laughs> and you were actually there. So I don't know if someone that, that was uh, Solid State Festival. Yeah, Hope's Fall. What did took, you ride down with the other band, Scott? Do you remember that? I don't remember that because you, you were actually explaining to the fans and apologizing and trying to make things right or something. I'm almost positive it was you, but for some reason there was a couple of guys from Zayo that was there, but then all the fans found out. Crap, Zayo was not even playing. I think it would have been 2000, 2001 or something, but. Uh, Anyway. It was Charlotte at Tremont, and Hope's Fall took y'all's place, and they—that was when Norma Jean was called Ludacris yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. What beautiful yeah. self-minded was there? They were. I remember awesome. that band. Society's oh. finest. Yeah, yep. uh, it was yep. great. It was a great show, but yeah, Spitfire. Yep. Anyway. Spitfire. Ah, oh, Spitfire. You keep. I up, loved y'all. Keep up with Jesse at all? Anybody talk to him? I, I haven't talked to him. I f- feel bad a little bit because I think the last time I was on here, I maybe made an impression that. Like things were weird still. I just, I haven't talked to him. Like he doesn't call me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, I mean, dude, he's doing another band and he's killing it. They're, I mean, they're playing a ton. He's doing videos. They're doing, I think they're finished finishing up a record. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're good for him. What's the name yeah, of the band? I think Jesse Smith and the Holy ghost, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's, I think he's, it seems like he's doing really good. I mean, I hope, like to me, honestly, all I'd want to see is everybody just be good. You know, like there's no reason, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no reason to right. be, you know, he, there was a lot of reasons for him to have the issues he did in the band. A lot of them aren't his fault. I mean, I was a prick, man. I was a prick too. I'm, I'm not pretending like I was some what, angel. What, t- tell me what you were a prick about. How did that, how did that look? Well, I was, I was kind of like the one that would stand up a little bit to him. I was like maybe not really receptive to some of his like musical ideas because I felt that we were a metal band and some of his like more out there musical ideas are what made Zayo cool, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but like, I was just kind of narrow minded and like, no, we're a metal band. Like metal bands don't do that. (laughs) You know? Um, So, yeah, no, I think I, I, I think that was probably more of where I was a little bit more bullheaded and, and when in the writing process and then sometimes writing process was real nice and easy and we wrote together and it was killer. You know, um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to put all the blame on him, but I think that there was out of all of us in the band. And I think you could tell, talk to anybody in the same way. We are just easy to get along with people. And Jesse was a little bit of a different personality type. And it just all didn't mesh really well with our personality type. So, and he's a driven guy, dude. If think about it, guys start a band. Well, he actually, you know, comes into a band, makes it his own. Everybody quits. He forges ahead because he sees this thing, this special thing that he has, and he creates this whole new thing it, that becomes even bigger and better. And then, dude, start leaving again, yeah. <laughs> and you you try to keep keep this together i mean the frustrations of that the it, it has to take its toll you know um i think i came in in the band at a good time because i was 
at sometimes his right-hand man and sometimes his adversary. So, and I think it worked, but then it just got to a point where when you kind of lose the love of doing it, there's, I mean, it, I think that's when, when it's time to stop, you know? Um, it definitely, I never, definitely sounds like you have a lot of respect for the dude for sure. Oh, huge respect. I mean, like I wouldn't be able to do this without him. Period. Well, he's a special talent. That's for sure. So you guys just made a new record, right? It's all done. Yep. It's all, all right. done. Send yep. me, I heard one of the songs. Send me some more of them. Would you? I will. I would love to hear more. I love me the too. one that you sent me already. Or at least. You sent yeah. Me one, so when I was on last time, was the Xenophobe song released yet? No, it was before that. Yeah. When, Okay. It was yeah, before you sent it to me right after that last time that we that's talked. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We actually we have everything. The we had 19 songs, whittled it down. We have 10 songs that are going to be on the record. Um, we're now getting the final mixes, so that should awesome. be completely mixed in the next two weeks, and then time to <laughs> work it. And we have all these shows coming up too, pretty soon too. So yeah, I'm we're going to be at the festival with you in a little bit. So uh, that's in. Oh, really? Yeah, you'll be at the So What Festival in Texas yes. on March oh, the right. 19th nice. or 20th or whatever. That's going to be yep. fun. There's going to be a ton of people there. So hopefully we are there for the whole two days and get to podcast, hang out, talk, see people, yep. whatever. Yeah, so yeah we'll, we'll be bump there. into you there for sure. Does that mean yeah, I get we'll to be, be there? there? You cannot go. Yep, I thought, you're you're on go. probation after this interview. I, I thought the, I th- what no, the podcast. No, you're on probation. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. This is bullshit, man. You're I quit. <laughs> Scott, we appreciate it, man. Thank you for talking <laughs> to us today. Hey, good talk to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. Hope I didn't burn any PWNA bridges, man. You're going to have to come on that podcast. I want to come on that (laughs) podcast still. I can't wait to get even more crazy questions. (laughs) Awesome, man. Good talking to you. All right. We'll see you guys. Thank you. Remember, hell is real. (laughs) It is not. It is not. Yes, it is. Don't let them. Yes, it is. Bleep him out, Matt. Bleep him out. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. is. (laughs) Hell is real. <laughs> uh, atheist. <laughs> All right, Scott Mellinger, man, second time guest. Yeah, you get those repeats. Yeah, deep thinkers. I, no one will ever know how much Zayo, how much I've loved them over the years. Like it just, I mean, I thought music with screaming was the stupidest shit in the whole world, <laughs> and then literally, I heard Zayo. And I was like, oh, this is maybe could be cool. Like it, it changed my whole idea about what music could be. Really? I mean, uh, seriously, not joking. Zayo is the band that got me into, and now I'm in a band that's called Screamo. Yeah. I mean, isn't that well, crazy? Yeah, it's definitely the the hard band that I can always revisit and listen to and enjoy. Because I don't listen to a lot of that heavy stuff now, but Zayo, I can always revisit. It sounds like, Joey, just like for me, they brought a lot of truth into your life. And... uh I just want to keep that idea going. I just want to keep the truth going, basically. If, if that's okay with you, let's do it. Let's Matt, do it. Kick the music. Rolling. In a world where every time you do your podcast, you pray that Joey has technical difficulties like he did today and you don't have to hear his big ass mouth talking. My name is Toby Morales, the damn news. Is Joey, your mic there? Joey, we can't hear you. Is your mic working? Hey, we don't hear you, Joey. You're just a mean spirited person. Is your mic person. working? You're a mean spirited hey, person. Can you hear him talking? I can't hear no, him. No, uh, Joey has this specific. Uh, Joey, if you can hear, I don't know if I, I can't hear you, but if you can hear me, 
Can you? You, uh, yeah. you have a, a microphone problem. We're not going to be able to hear you for the next eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen this before. It's an XLR problem. It's going to be about eight weeks. I know you don't understand just, it, but if don't, you can just hear save, us, just save your voice. I don't think we're going to be able to get. If you it can fixed. hear us. We love you. <laughs> we you, love you. Yeah. <laughs> be safe. You Tell guys your are family. Assholes, we appreciate man. them. I'm, I'm I'm sure you can hear us right you now. I cannot assholes, hear you, man. but just save your voice for the next six to eight weeks. We'll work on the technical part. We'll get it back. Okay, bud? Whatever, Joey, man. All right, go Joey, ahead. Joey, I can't hear you, but my I got a couple of news stories I think you're going to like. I, sometimes Dude, I realize. awesome, Mike. Hey, sometimes I, I realize when we talk about uh, so the guys science, hear me. you can't understand that. But sometimes when we talk about like things that require facts, and data, you can't understand no. that. My God, why would I even try to do a news story that would be like that for you? That's I mean, so things awesome that would have like real me. actual data. Why would I do that to my friend and pastor? You're my friend and my pastor, <laughs> Joey Spencer. Why would I do that? Can't so I got a, can't hear me. This is awesome. I got <laughs> I got a news story <laughs> for you, Joey. Oh hell yeah! This is awesome, hey. man. Like. These guys can't hear me. Uh, All right. Go on with the story. Hey, am I back on? All right. Turn it off. Hey, hey, you're back. Hey, it's weird. You're back oh. now. Oh, shit. That's no good. Okay. All right, good. I don't know if you heard anything we were saying, but um, I, my first news story is for you, and this comes from, I found a new website of truth. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> It's called ChristianHeadlines.com. I like it. It's <laughs> true. That is true. I like it. Creator of fake website selling prayers is forced to pay back $7 million to customers. Whoa. He sold, he sold fake prayers. I can't believe it. This is unbelievable. The creator of a fake prayer website, which sold prayers to customers for payment, has been forced to pay restitution prayers. Up to, of up to $7.5 million in, to customers he swindled. Christian Today reports that Benjamin Ragovi from Seattle, Matt, uh-huh. you probably know this guy. You probably picked him up and helped him, he helped you move doors. We own 14% of his company. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Created the for-profit company Christian Prayer Center, or CPC, which sold prayers to 125,000 customers for 9 to $35 per prayer. Joey, you've yeah. been blowing it, my friend. What? You could have, you 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 could sell your prayers for five dollars. You could oh, undercut yeah. this guy. Yeah, totally. Rigovi created a fake pastor named John Carlson, who allegedly ran the website. Rigovi even created a LinkedIn profile for Carlson. Carlson describing him as senior pra- pastor, Christian Prayer Center, uh, January two thousand nine to present. Rigovi also used the name Eric Johnston as a supposed leader of the company. The website included fictitious testimonials from consumers using stock photos that they claimed successfully prayed to avoid home foreclosure, deliver a healthy baby, win the lottery, obtain negative results of an HIV test, and put cancer into remission. Rigovi is being forced to pay back all the money he took under false pretenses. I believe in the prior of prayer, said Attorney General uh, Bob Ferguson. When speaking of Rogovi's scheme and his conviction, what I do not believe in and what I will not tolerate is unlawful business that they prey upon people, taking advantage of their faith and uh, or their need for help in order to make a quick buck. So basically, right. this guy sold prayers. To right. People. But, uh, you know, from let's just say from an agnostic or atheist point of view. Right. I mean, it isn't all 
all prayer fake. Yeah, well, so you might my, as well make money off of it, right? Is that I what mean, you're saying? Like, you know, it, it, if you don't believe in it, yeah, make make money. But my question is, maybe this guy is a Christian. He thinks so. He's just got to make money doing it. But also, the people paid him. What were they thinking? That you would get somebody? Well, I mean, I don't understand how you prove that the prayer was fake. Dollars, <laughs> I want to do this. <laughs> Listeners right now, I will pray for you for five dollars. <laughs> Nine dollars. Yeah. No, no. You're, you're, I'm no, cutting that in half. I don't want even want to, I'm not going to do a $35 prayer. The thing no, I don't you couldn't. Who in you're the right mind? It. I mean, what when you're looking at the website, you're like, man, I really need prayer. <sighs> I have $20. Shit. I could do the $9 one, but the $18.99 says that I'll get an extra thing. I mean, is that what, I mean, what's the payment plan I, I don't there? see the difference in that in a lot of things. Yeah, that, I mean, oh, I agree. so isn't in, in praying a way of serving someone? I mean, couldn't you, couldn't someone make the same case that I shouldn't pay, I shouldn't charge someone for doing their wedding ceremony? Because that's mm-hmm. just the Christian thing to do to serve them. No, but them. you're physically doing something. You're in front of people, and it's kind of entertainment. Like, you're actually an entertainer at that moment <laughs> with some jokes, and, and you're actually presiding over it and reading stuff and doing things. I mean, a prayer, you can, I mean, you can Maybe just say Maybe they have anything. some kind of proof that they didn't even do. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, can you, how could you prove that, that he didn't do That he didn't actually prayer? pray. That's what I'm saying. I mean, all like, he's got to say is, yeah, I Not prayed. to mention that the secular thought would be, well, all prayers fake anyway. Right. So, I, I mean, I'm a little bit lost on, on the whole thing. It, it's very bizarre. I mean, you're right. I don't understand how they how he could be ordered. What was the fake part well, of they it? Say, well, they did say it was stock photos and stuff. You know. It wasn't but real. But you know what but, that yeah. borders into then? That, that makes me feel kind of bad because that means not bad, but like it, that brings in the next level of indictment beyond that would be people are giving money to this church uh, with staged baptisms. Right. Right, right. You use stocked photos of prayer, spontaneous and baptisms, and stuff. you have staged yeah. spontaneous baptisms that inspire people to right. get baptized and give more afterwards. I mean, that whole <sighs> makes the whole thing look a little. Man, bad. it's insane. It's it. Uh, it's a lot of stuff staged. I mean, a lot of stuff's fake. It's just not. I don't know. This, this stuff makes me feel terrible. All right, Joey. Thank you. I got another one for you, my friend. Another pastor news? Yeah, and this is about one of your kind. One of his kind? (laughs) (laughs) This is... Do y'all remember old Tullian Chavidian? What's his name? Tullian Chavidich. Tullian Chavidich. Yeah. It ends with an N, though. Chavidian. Chavidian, yeah, they say. Chavidian. Chavidian, yeah. Well, y'all remember he kind of cheated. He got his cheat on. Yeah, he got his cheat on. Recently. And, uh, (laughs) well, now he got another job at a church at Willow Creek. And it says he's been fired from that position at Willow Creek after resigning as pastor of Coral Ridge, his other church. So th- this is, uh, I think it's Billy Graham's nephew or yeah, something like yeah, that. He's a, he's a, some relative of Billy Graham. But uh, in case you haven't heard, former, former Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church pastor, Tullian Chavidian, whatever you ever say his name, Tullian we'll call him, has been fired from his position at, with Willow Creek Presbyterian Church where he was hired after you say resigning Willow from Willow Creek Presbyterian? Yeah. Is this the that, church in Chicago? Is that the one in California? Yeah. I mean, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, he yeah, got the yeah. big he got a big another job at Willow Creek after That's not a Presbyterian she, church. I know I my think church it might culture. Be. Okay. Are you sure? L- try to look it up. Either way, well maybe we'll it's just Willow Creek Presbyterian, whichever. Look, look it up while Toby's talking. Either Joey, way, he you? got another job at a pre- at another church uh where he was hired after resigning from Coral Ridge after admitting to an affair. Christianity Today reports that uh, he was hired by Willow Creek to fill a role as the church's director of ministry development. 
However, the church has now stated that in view of some recent disclosures of which we were previously unaware, we recently decided to end his employment. Kevin Laby, uh, senior pastor of Willow Creek, also announced that he and four other board members have resigned from the Liberate Network, a resource which Tullian founded in 2011. Willow Creek has told Christianity Today in a statement that repentance is progressive and often painful. It involves disclosing and dealing with the darkest places of our hearts and lives. Uh, Javigian has echoed Willow Creek's words about repentance, but believes he's in a good place spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. He said, God has increasingly been settling my heart and mind by meeting me in the deep places, exposing my idols and replacing them with fresh assurance of his love and grace. He wrote, I could tell you a thousand stories of the ways God has sweetly met me and very specifically in my darkest and most despairing moments of which there have been many. Through many of you, God has met my guilt with his grace and uh, my mess with his mercy and my sin with his salvation. What was funny, today, Tullian continues an encouraging season of rest and healing. <laughs> okay, okay. So this, Why re- real is quick. every pastor cheat and then needs rest? <laughs> what his ass is worn out. He got to right, get quick, some let me sleep help. on. <laughs> <laughs> let me help Toby. So, do so his, it's not Willow help Creek Toby. in Chicago. Can you no, guys hear me? Will- can you guys freaking yes, hear yes, me? Yes, we can. Go ahead, right, Joey. But this is Willow Creek Presbyterian Church is in Florida, so this is not okay. Willow okay. Creek. That's where he his church was in yeah, Florida. He was too, in Florida yeah, sure. to begin with. Okay, so he's got it's Willow Creek Presbyterian Church in Florida. Okay, so it's some other church that he's at. But he just he he cheated on his wife. And I think they might be divorced or whatever, but what? maybe they're working it out. Hopefully they are. But regardless, cheated, and then he immediately got another position at a church, right? This, you, and well, this is a time well, of well, healing. Define immediately. I mean, like, I mean, let's, within, let's with discuss that. Less than a year. Right. So right. if you, I mean, that's the weird thing about this. I mean, he this. had one job. <laughs> <laughs> he had one job he couldn't do. But, uh, and then know, he, got a, this, he got another job at another so church. I, right, because this is what he's qualified to do right. you know, trade-wise. And everybody goes, hey, man, he's got a gift. Let's. I mean, everybody right. makes mistakes. Now, let me let me put this in a little bit. Of, let me give a little context. Hey, Toby here. in a job interview. Hey, what would you say are your biggest weaknesses? Uh, pastors and infidelity. I just can't handle that. <laughs> yeah, no, you— yeah, no, imagine if I, when I applied at Seacoast, would have said, yeah, I was working at Mars Hill, but I cheated on Jess. So like a, they fired me. Ago, Can I work for you guys? I'd like I've to be a small skills. group leader. I mean, I wouldn't get that, but if I was the higher up at Mars Hill or something, maybe I would have. Anyway, most people wouldn't do that, but the higher up you go. Now, but let me give you a little context here. This is why I don't understand why anybody can't see more clearly. Right now, there is a guy who has a most likely a alcohol drug problem, potentially might be suicidal. His own father is saying that he might not live. And the number one thing everybody's saying is he has to get out of his job and can't do that. I'm talking about Johnny Manziel, the football Mm -hmm. player who is struggling right now to figure stuff out, is in trouble potentially with the law for possibly hitting his girlfriend, all stuff. Everybody in their right mind says, Hey, this guy needs to step away from his job maybe for a while and right. get straight before he comes back. One thing he doesn't need to do is try and do this NFL thing right now. But So why would pastors get some kind of exemption when they cheat or they get addicted to drugs or they get stressed out or they get depressed, whatever it might be, and everybody goes, yeah, you know what? We need to let them get back. No, they don't need to do it for a while. The job was part of the problem. Right. 
That's not the solution. Yeah, I think your job's right part of the problem. I think here's the here's the rule. If I could make a rule, it would be if you fail being a pastor morally, if you can't be a pastor because of a moral problem, no matter what, I'm not putting even a time limit on it. Your next job is a different job. Your next job ain't right. pastor. Of course. Your next right, job so is digital marketer. Your I'm, next job is um entertainer right. in some other field. Your next if you're, if you're good at speaking, if you're good at speaking, you go into radio. Right. Okay? You know, t- if you if you're good if you're whatever it is, your next job, I don't care if it's work at a daggum factory or go to Starbucks. And let's just go with a year <laughs> at least. <laughs> a year? And I would say the same for Mark Driscoll or anything where it's like a major problem. Don't your next you, you don't just go, well, but I'm a pastor, so that's what I know. That's a problem. Also, I hate it when people start saying too, yeah, but what about their family, man? You're gonna hurt their family. No, I'm helping their family. This is ruining his this job that he has, he cannot do. He's unqualified for. Or or yeah, I'm because you're right, you're right about identifying the fact that the job contributes to Of course the it problem. does. So why would you immediately jump back in because he needs to get in front of people? And now this Willow Creek Church is learning that right now. So, Toby, totally. do you feel the same way about uh, if I slip up and look at porn? Should I have yeah. to step down from my job completely? You should. Well, then what about no. when I overeat? Well, well here, here's the thing. Because I, I agree with you. I just think I want to call bullshit on all these past episodes that three of us have argued like crazy that there are sins that uh, grieve God's heart more or have major effects, and you guys are flipping out about a guy having an affair, but then you just said, I mean, you, you've looked at porn before while you work at a church, so why didn't you step down? You know what I'm saying? Here is the difference. I would say that. So, no, no, you can move on. You can move on. I'm just calling bullshit, and then we can move on. Go ahead. I will not have bullshit called on me on my own podcast. <laughs> Here's the difference. I will you, not sit here and hear You hear and that. I <laughs> both, no matter what, <laughs> you and I both, no matter what, uh, have some accountability All right. with not only with each other, with, with other friends, with some of the sins that we do, and not just uh, pornography. Or lust, or whatever. But there's tons of stuff. There's there's other issues with our wives or whatever. All I'm saying is, my point would be those things are fairly out in the open. If you are cheating on your wife, that seems really crazy. I like agree. That, that seems like there, there's way more to it than that. So my my only point is why yeah, why would he you so quickly if you did something like that and everybody said here's what I'm saying if you you looking at porn. Everybody was like, yeah, he can't be our pastor. Okay, but why would you need to be a pastor if again? If everybody, if you could say it, which you could, and I, I, you just did. Right. You, it, I mean, that's right. what we're talking about right now. It's not as if, if 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 we were sitting here talking about, well, yeah, I cheated my wife like earlier, but whatever, that things would change really quickly. It's a huge difference. So if, if you could, I'm not, I'm not judging the nature of or the degree of a sin or how God judges it or what Jesus died for. I'm just saying the very fact that we can talk about what we talk about and say what we're saying, at least we can talk about it and it can be, it's, it'd be, I mean, while we're recording this podcast, we're watching this TV show called naked and afraid right now. And yes, Matt has a boner. Does that mean, (laughs) I mean, should he start preaching tomorrow? No, it's really a matter of if you could live and be open about it. If you're living a, a hidden and, and, and two faced 
I, I don't know. You, I understand what you're saying. We probably are being hypocritical. Yeah, but, I, but, I understand Joey's point there, but the, the the point is, if it was known about, could things continue the way they are? Do you think it's like if I say I have looked at pornography in the last two weeks? Do people do do people literally think I should step down? Do people think I need time away from my marriage and my podcast and my job, or or even you as a pastor? And the answer is probably. No, we understand where you are and where you're, where you're okay. But if you were cheating on your wife and you had all these pressures of ministry and you have a mistress, do people think you should continue in your ministry? No. Right. Be- not, not, I mean, for your own sake, not because, oh, you're disqualified, butthole. It's because you're in, that's a really extreme situation that probably your role and everything else about it is contributing to. That's, yeah. the, that's what I'm saying. I guess I would go so far as to say not just for your own sake, because for me to slip up and look at porn, which I have done while I've been a pastor, that's just a click of a button. That doesn't mean that it's okay. That doesn't mean that no, I'm, I'm not, off yeah, the hook. I'm but for me to cheat with another woman, I had to take shit far, man. You're I had pursuing to. No, and, and, and it means that you, that you, I mean, this is a big deal that we all, Everybody in your church that loves you, not who's criticizing and throwing stones at you, goes, oh, you need some changes. You need some help. There are major implications here that since we care about you, we're not judging you even. It's not even about that. It's just about, oh, well, whatever precipitated this situation needs major care over a long period of time. Yeah, I might would even, I, I might would even, I think you might bring up a good point. Like I might would even say, maybe that's true. Like, if people actually were like, yeah, Joey uh, looked at porn a long time ago, or I hate that it always comes to sexual stuff. That's what I hate. That's Part of me is at least happy that Mark Driscoll's wasn't he cheated on his wife or something. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) at the very least. He was just an asshole. That's it. Is is everything around lust and sex and porn, like, like if if this guy didn't cheat, like, this Tullian – would still have some problems that that's just the way it manifests because the easiest one it brings you a lot of pleasure or whatever i mean it would still have problems so all i'm saying is these things are you have people intact in in place that you confess to that you say things to all your weaknesses you have talked to me a tons of times about not porn but your ocd or you worrying too much or thinking about money or letting some i mean there's a ton you have a shitload of sins it's not necessarily about the sins that's not what i'm saying and I'm not opposed to these guys being pastors again because maybe they actually really have a gift. My problem is why let them be in some form of leadership immediately at a church again? Just do something else for a little while. And yeah. and that's for them, not against yeah, them. That's not them. being mean. mean. That's for them. Like somebody at the church, give them a job where they work a regular job where they're not popular or well-liked or respected or anything. Just let them be a delivery driver for a little while or something. Yeah, but I also think you guys make a good point. You're saying it's all for them, but also, uh, I mean, there's a lot of jobs where if it, like if you're a doctor and you do something really, really stupid in the medical profession, people aren't going to let you be a doctor again because they're just going to be like, hey, you screwed up, man. Yeah, of course, or maybe ever again, but certainly not in a few months. Yeah, right. Well, hey, just for the record, I, I do, I, I think, if someone, if a pastor were to say, "Hey, I am, I am habitually looking at porn. I can't stop. Sure, move, remove them out. You know, to to help them." Right. But, um, sure. Toby, great story, man. I just love that. I was so involved. Pastor and... stories are awesome, man. This is. I mean, it's really funny. Like I promise you, there <laughs> last three weeks, I haven't said anything about Christianity. Joey didn't say a word during the news. This time, I mean, Engaged. can't shut him up. 
cannot he shut his engaged. ass up. He, he confessed some stuff. He just, I mean, some, <laughs> <laughs> I brought the truth out in you, motherfucker. <laughs> He's engaged right now. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.